0: It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. Uh, Welcome in Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. It's really me. It's been uh, six days since I've talked to you. We've had high school basketball. Then I had, let's just call them digestive issues on Friday. Couldn't make it in. We'll just call it, we'll just call it that. You don't need to know details, Gary. Gary's looking at me like, oh no. I'm fine now. Thanks for asking. It is Monday, March 20th. How's your bracket? Yeah. Uh, How you doing, Purdue? Everything good, Kansas? How's everybody in Virginia doing right now? Marquette? How you feeling? Arizona? How's your bracket? You had Princeton, right? Yeah, we all had Princeton. You had Farley Dickinson? Good Lord. Farley Dickinson lost. They didn't win their conference. They didn't win their conference tournament. They lost to Merrimack, who wasn't eligible to go to the NCAA, so they got in. So what do you do? Ah, eh, Let's beat Purdue. Zach Eady had no shots in the last nine minutes of that game. He was a foot and a half taller than everybody on the FDU team. Incredible. That is why it is called March madness and not March normalness. Is that a word? Uh, normality. Eminem Carnage Hotline is open, 502 384 1450. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, 384 384- 1450 Thornton's text line open as well. That number is 502-414-1450. Looking for an icy cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction? Well, right now, 32 ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, 89 cents. So come in today, grab a fountain drink from Thornton's and hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. NCAA tourney talk for most of this hour Kentucky bows out meekly, as they have done more often than not recently. Indiana, blown out in the tournament again. Remember last year, I was in Indianapolis waiting to watch Kentucky lose to St. Peter's last year. And I'm following the Indiana-St. Mary's game, and St. Mary's blew the Hoosiers off the court. Worst loss, I'm going to guess here, in Indiana tournament history. Yesterday was not much better. 85-69 Miami. And what came to to, uh, fruition here was what the problem was during the season. Indiana would have spells where they didn't play any defense. And that's what happened yesterday, last night. No defense in that game. It was, uh, you know, Trace Jackson Davis was good enough, 23-8. Jalen hood Shafino helped out, although he looked like a freshman at times. Race Thompson, he tries hard. No bench points for Indiana last night. And uh, the fifth seed Hoosiers lose to the fourth seed Miami Hurricanes. Indiana was actually favored in that game. The crazy beat The bad beat of the weekend came in the final game last night. Gonzaga was a a four-and-a-half-point favorite and had a six-point lead with .7 seconds to go. TCU rolls the ball inbounds. Gonzaga just allows this to happen. It goes all the way down near the three-point line where a horned frog picks it up and chucks it in. And he didn't. He couldn't set up for a shot because he had seven-tenths of a second. He just had to basically grab it and flip it. It goes in, and everybody that had Gonzaga minus the four-and-a-half broke their television set last night, me included. No, actually, I had TCU. So I was happy. But what a crazy first two rounds. And I kind of warned you. I've been saying this all year. And it does not only apply to this tournament. It applies to my life. I have no idea what's going to happen. No idea what was going to happen in this tournament. Princeton beats Arizona on Thursday. Okay. You know, I'm not overly surprised here. Princeton wins again. They're in the Sweet 16. All right. But Purdue losing to Fairley Dickinson is astounding. Astounding. The money line was plus, well, plus 1,800. Fairley Dickinson was plus 1,800 money line. Purdue money line was minus 10,000, right? Minus 10,000. So, if you bet ten thousand dollars to win a hundred, you know what? I think I'm just going to get me an easy hundred here. I got ten grand. Let's let's put it on Purdue just to win the game. Sorry, sorry. Texter says Big Ten basketball. It's fantastic with a lot of A's. Most overrated conference in the last twenty years. Okay. They have not done well in the tournament. They haven't. Michigan State is still alive. Congratulations. Sparty. Purdue Northwestern, Indiana, top three teams in the uh, conference regular season, gone. ACC has one team left. That's Miami, who happened to rout Indiana last night. Um. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. Alabama's the best team in the country. Houston is 1A. Those two things I know. Does it mean they're going to get to the Final Four? No. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. Kansas is one of the best four teams in the country. That didn't mean anything against Arkansas. Uh, We'll talk baseball today. Why not? World Baseball Classic. If you're not watching the USA, man, it's – it's incredible. Trey Turner, the hero. Uh, the lineup is Mookie Betts, Mike Trout, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado. Trey Turner batting ninth, hits a grand slam against Venezuela on uh, Saturday night. That's it great. It's great. So I'll talk a little bit about that. Maybe I got it. I'm going to have to start talking about baseball and NBA because Purdue's gone, Indiana's gone, Kentucky's gone, Louisville was never there. And where do you go from here if you're Kentucky or Indiana? Well, if you're St. John's, you go get Rick Pitino. Rick Pitino is probably by the end of the day going to be announced as the next head basketball coach for the St. John's Red Storm. Uh, St. John's is a small inner city campus, not much there. Haven't been great in a long time since the Lou Carna days. By the way, Lou Carnacea, who's like 117 years old, gave his endorsement of Rick Petino. He's the best coach out there. Might as well go get him. Uh, so Patino, who two years ago said he was never gonna he was gonna retire as the Iona head coach. And I don't know which side of his mouth he was talking out of on that one, but it was apparently the wrong side. He will be named the new St. John's coach. I lose my, I'm going to down that Hill statement that said Texas was going to be his next destination. The problem was Texas is still alive and keeps winning. They won the Big 12 Conference Tournament, beat Kansas, routed Kansas in the final. And now they're... They played two pretty strong, pretty solid games in the NCAA tournament. They're in the Sweet 16, so they got to keep their coach. They can't fire him. That's how it works. You come in, things go well. Can't fire him. And we want Rick Pitino, says the alumni. Yeah, but this guy just won the Big 12 tournament. Might win an NCAA. Might get to the Final Four. Could win an NCAA championship. Can't fire him. He accidentally became our coach because our other coach choked his, his girlfriend. And now he's the head coach at Ole Miss. Huh? It doesn't matter what you did in the past. Can you coach? That's it. I had a Kentucky fan tell me on Friday that he hopes Chris Beard does well at Ole Miss because then he'll be the next Kentucky coach. And that's the guy that this particular friend of mine wants. Wow. And we forget quickly. When you win, we forget quickly. Rick Pitino, this is redemption number four? Redemption story number four for Rick Pitino? He was at Providence. I was there in 1987 in Freedom Hall when the Providence Friars, Rick Pitino, Billy Donovan was the point guard, came into Louisville and beat heavily favored Georgetown. In the uh, Elite Eight to go to the Final Four. The next thing we knew, he was the head coach of the New York Knicks. That eh, went okay. Not well enough. Redemption number one, I'm coming to Kentucky, and I'm going to remake this program that has been soiled by scandal. The Eddie Sutton era. the The payments to players. Oh, my gosh. The NCAA violations. Remember the big... Sports Illustrated cover story. He's going to revive it. He went 14-14 and 14 with a terrible team his first year. Beat Shaq and LSU at home. I don't think Kentucky lost a home game that year. Redemption number one. And then I went to, he wins a title, 1996. 97 in the championship game. If Nazi Muhammad can make one out of nine free throws. He couldn't. They win the game. They win a second title under Patino. He bolts for the Celtics. That doesn't go well. They gave him the farm. They gave him everything. Here's, Here's percentage of ownership. Here's a percentage of ownership. He thought he was going to get Tim Duncan. The bingo ping pong balls did not bounce correctly for the Celtics. The Spurs get Tim Duncan. And Rick Pitino leaves Boston where he needs redemption story. Number two, it's Louisville. Yes. Louisville wins the title. 2013. Final four, 2012. Has a very gr- terrific career. Uh-oh. What happened in that restaurant? I don't want to talk about that. That is uh, embarrassing. But you know what? That's okay. That's Okay. Why is that okay? Because he wins. He's getting sued by a woman who claims that they did some things they shouldn't have done after the restaurant closed. Maybe there's a way to get out of the scandal. You know the way out of the scandal? Win games. It goes away. Then we have the stripper scandal, the Andre McGee scandal. I didn't know anything about that. Brian Bowen getting money. I didn't know anything about that. You're gone. Time for another redemption. Let's go to Iona. Well, let's go to Greece first because nobody will hire us, not even Iona. Go to Greece. Win some games. Win a championship. Come back? Iona. We don't care what happened, Rick, because you can win. You're a winner. He does win at Iona. Gets them to the tournament more than once. They lost to UConn. They led UConn at halftime in the first round this year. Everybody knew he was going somewhere. Texas Tech, question mark. St. John's, question mark. Georgetown, question mark. I threw Texas in there for fun, for giggles. He's going to go to St. John's. Redemption story number three. Come back. Make Iona a winner. Now I can move on to a power conference program. It's going to be a challenge. But he's been good at challenges. He resurrected a Kentucky team that was in the toilet. Had no talent. Apologies to Pelfrey and Feldhaus and Farmer and Woods. No talent. Took that team with Jamal Mashburn a stud, and should have beaten Duke in the Elite Eight, 1992, a team that went on to win the national championship. It took till 1996, but there it was, national championship number seven, if I'm not mistaken. No, six. Excuse me. He resurrected Louisville Denny Crumb's final year well under 500 here comes Rick Patino he knows how to win Iona he knows how to win and now St John's probably announced later today Mike Bray by the way going to be the new head coach at wait for it South Florida question mark Why do you leave Notre Dame after years of service? Only Jim Boeheim had been around the ACC longer than Mike Bray. How do you leave and say, I still want to coach, and you end up at South Florida? You were at Notre Dame. Now, something's going on there, all right? Something's going on. Because you don't just say, I'm leaving Notre Dame. Did they want him out? Who knows? He acted like it was his own decision. I've done all I can here. I'm going to move on and coach somewhere else. Usually when you do that, you go up to a different school. You don't go down to a non-Power 5 conference. But Mike Bray going to be the next head coach of the South Florida Bulls. Good luck. Didn't work out for Orlando Antigua. And you're in anonymity now, right? Nobody's talking about South Florida unless they are able to win a conference. I think it's Conference USA. It could be the AAC. I don't even know what conference they're in. But nobody's talking about South Florida basketball. Now, maybe Mike likes the beach. I'm fine with that. You know what? I'm old. You know, there's a law. When you get to a certain age, you have to move to Florida. That's, a, that's apparently a law. I heard that on Seinfeld, so I know it's true. Mike Bray, new head coach in South Florida. Rick Pitino will be at St. John's. After the break, I'll talk about the Kentucky loss and the Indiana loss. We'll reset the Sweet 16. And why am I going to the Yum Center this weekend? Those games look like stinkers. Listening to Spears on Sports. Presented by M&M on The Big Egg. Welcome back. Spears on Sports. Presented by M&M John Spears in studio. M&M hotline is open. 502-384-1450. If you'd like to... Join in on the conversation. Give me your thoughts about all the games in this weekend's crazy NCAA tournament. That's 384-1450. Or you can send them to me on the text machine, 502-414-1450. Sad news, uh, Cedric Jenkins, former Kentucky Wildcat, played in the late 80s with Rex Chapman. He was on that team. Ed Davider played for Eddie Sutton. Passed away uh, last night, 57 years old. Uh, McDonald All-America, Dawson, Georgia, played all four years at Kentucky. Uh, he had the tip-in in Rupp Arena uh, to beat Louisville 76-75 when Kentucky was ranked number one in the country. And Louisville was on the verge of a big upset. And Jenkins, again, Ed or Miss tipped it in at the buzzer. But uh, sad news. As uh, Cedric Jenkins passes away at the age of 57, uh, no more details on that, by the way. All right, Texter says, I should apologize about my Big Ten being overrated comment. The Pac-12 is probably worse. UCLA is their last hope to end the 26-year title drought, only 23 years for the Big Ten. Yeah, that's a backhanded uh, apology, I think. I think that's a backhanded apology. I like it. It's funny. And Michigan State, is are your only hope in the Big Ten. By the way, there are only four teams left in the tournament That have ever won a title. That's the lowest number in the Sweet 16 since 1999. Michigan State, UCLA, Connecticut, and Arkansas are the four teams left in the tournament that have previously won a championship. That's crazy. Crazy. And the last time Kentucky, Kansas, North Carolina, and Duke didn't make it to the Sweet 16? I don't know. But it's been a long time. It's been a long time. Texter says, uh, well, this is uh, my man Phoenix Hill Richard. I was at that game in the last row of Rupp. Jenkins had two points. Pretty big, too. Yeah. Yep. I remember watching it. It was uh, one, of those, one of those things you go, you're like, who tipped that in? Really? Cedric Jenkins? Rob Locke was around it. Herb Crook had a shot at it, if I'm not mistaken. But uh swoop, as they called him, got up and tipped it in. Texture says if Frick Patino had stayed at Kentucky, he would have created a dynasty that would have rivaled UCLA and John Wooden. Wooden record is one of the hardest in sports to equal or pass. The year after Patrino Patino left, his team won the championship. He is that good. Well, Tubby Smith still doesn't get enough credit for that title. Because I will go to my grave believing that. Rick Pitino would not have come back, a Rick Pitino team would not have come back from a 17-point deficit against Duke in the last 10 minutes in the regional final. And Tubby Smith, with his calm demeanor, that helped that team come back. Now, I could be wrong, we'll never know, but I believe that in my heart that if Rick Pitino is coaching that particular team with Paget. First of all, Cameron Mills probably doesn't get in the game. He had a couple of big shots. Uh, But my belief is if Patino was on the sidelines for that game, they don't win that game against Duke. Period. But we'll never know. Okay. I don't know if this is intended for me. Texture says, so a Louisville team won the state, right? No school outside of Louisville could win by the comments you made in the past. I never said that. Never said that. Here's what I said. It is a lot of times, most of the time, as a matter of fact, harder to get through the 6th region tournament or 7th region tournament than it is to get through the state tournament. And what I mean by that is the competition in the 6th and 7th region is a lot tougher than the competition in the other regionals, in the other regions in the state, and Warren Central. I'm not. Congratulations, by the way, to Coach Unseld in Warren Central. That is a dominant year, thirty six and one, and won the Kentucky State Championship. That's uh, that's impressive, and they beat good teams to do it in the tournament. But most of the time, you are there are going to be a few teams in the tournament that could not possibly have come out of the sixth or seventh region. That's just the way it is. And I'm not going to name them, but there are certain regions out there that where the competition. There's, there's one good team. That's it. Sometimes none, but in the sixth and seventh region, you've got three or four teams that have a shot to get out of those regions every year. Western high school, was, without question, one of the most talented teams in Louisville. They didn't get out of their district. They're in a five-team district. And they didn't get out of it. And they were one of the favorites to win the sixth region, and they couldn't even get out of their district. My point is, the competition in the Louisville regionals, or, yes, regions, is just a little more, uh, is a lot deeper than the competition in some of the outer edges of the state regions. That's just the way it is. But Warren Central, much deserving. Mayo blew a 13-point lead with four and a half minutes to go and lost to Frederick Douglass out of Lexington, another big city, by the way. Lexington, uh, Frederick Douglass scored the last 17 points in that game in the quarterfinal. That just that doesn't happen. That's one of those where you go wow, how does that happen? So back to college basketball. And you can again, you can hit me up on the thorns text line, agree, disagree, want to yell at me, whatever you want to do. I'm fine with it. 502-414-1450. Sometimes I'm going to be wrong. Gary will tell you, it's not very often. But sometimes I'm going to be wrong. Uh, Kansas State seventy-five, Kentucky sixty-nine. The Cats finish a disappointing question mark season, twenty-two and twelve. Um, I think it's time for Cal to go, but you can't you can't uh, get rid of him right now because DJ Wagner, Aaron Bradshaw, uh, Reed Shepard, Dillingham, all these guys that are coming in next year. If, if Cal leaves they're going with him so you can't leave because of the you can't get rid of him because of the recruits and look he's got a lifetime contract he's got a contract that says after he decides to retire he's an ambassador for the university at a uh, large salary so you're not going to fire him because a, he's got recruits coming in. B, who are you, who you going to hire instead? That's question number one. I love these schools that fire, or these fans want coaches fired with no idea who the next guy is going to be. Fans wanted Tubby Smith fired. It's one of the reasons he left. was because he didn't win enough. He didn't do enough. We don't care who the coach is. Well, you got Billy Gillespie. How'd that work out? How'd that work out? You're not going to get a better recruiter than John Calipari. You're not. You might get a better in-game coach. You might might get a guy that doesn't lie to the media every time he opens his mouth. But you're not going to get a better recruiter. And these guys coming in next year, this fan base once again is excited. Once again, they're excited. Now it's been eleven years since they won a tournament. I get it two thousand fifteen. How can you lose that game? but there you know there are final fours that Cal's teams have gotten to that they shouldn't have the The Brandon Knight team got to a final four should never have gotten to that got to the championship game should never have been there. The Julius Randall team got to a championship game should never have been there but there are also teams. And players, the Cal has had. Oh, all these guys making billions of dollars in the NBA. Billions. I've sent a billions of dollars to the NBA. You got one guy in the NBA that won a title, Anthony Davis. That's it, and that was a long time ago, folks. That's a long time ago. Oscar Shebe, twenty five points, eighteen rebounds. Oscar Shibwe has been there two years. They're 1-2 and in the NCAA tournament. They got beat by Vandy in their first SEC tournament game this year. Oscar Shibwe's numbers are great. The first thing Cal said to the reporter after the win over Providence Friday night, when Oscar Shibwe had 25 rebounds, the first thing he said was, yeah, but he doesn't play any defense. I think there was animosity between Oscar Shibway, a devout religious, um, you know, he he serves his religion well. He preaches to kids. He prays a lot. And I don't, I'm not sure Cal thinks he shouldn't be practicing at that time. Oscar's a different dude, man. He is a beast on the glass. He gets offensive rebounds and putbacks galore. He can score down low, but he cannot defend. And Kansas State took advantage of that yesterday. They put him in a pick and roll in three-point land all day long. All day long. Because they knew he couldn't defend it. They knew Kentucky couldn't defend it. Points in the paint was all Kansas State yesterday. And eventually, one or two of those threes were going to go down. They were 0-for-12 in the first half. They hit five in the second half, including the two big ones late. Give them credit. Give Kansas State credit. That game could have gone either way. If Antonio Reeves doesn't go one for ten from three-point land, and the one was unimportant at the end of the game, Kentucky wins that game. If Jacob Toppin gets more than two points, Kentucky wins that game those things didn't happen. Toppin had played well recently. Reeves played great in the first game of the tournament. He's been a scoring machine. He could not get anything to fall yesterday. He was one of 15 from the field overall. Kaysom Wallace, 21 points, nine rebounds, four assists. He'll go down as one of those freshmen. That was great. He's got a lot of Tyrese Maxey to him, I think. And Maxey's tearing it up in the NBA. But Wallace and Shebway had five turnovers each. Kentucky had 16 turnovers in this game. And only four state. 41.3 from the field. One of 15 from Reeves didn't help that. They couldn't guard the smallest guy on the court, Marquise Noel. He had 27, mostly out of that pick and roll. Kentucky, four of 20 from deep um Kansas State shot and made more free throws and you still only lost by six I mean everything that could have gone wrong yesterday went wrong for Kentucky and they were favored in this game but keep in mind they were the they were the lower seed Kansas State was the 3 Kentucky was the 6 So now if you're Kentucky I guess it's a football school I heard that one yesterday. Eh, That's a football school. All right. We'll see how much of a football school it is when Texas and Oklahoma get there. Man. Uh, So now this weekend, I'm stuck at the Yum Center. I don't have to go, all right? I do want to go. I was there before the pandemic, the year Virginia won it all, when Virginia, Purdue, Tennessee, and Oregon came to Louisville. It was great, and I didn't expect it to be great. But Purdue should have beaten – they beat Tennessee, and they should have beaten Virginia. Virginia beat Oregon, and then they, in a classic game, they held on against Purdue and won and went on to win the national championship. And it was two of the three best games of the tournament were the Tennessee-Purdue game and then the Virginia-Purdue game. Fabulous. So maybe I'll see something special this weekend as well. But th- these are the games I'm going to see. Friday night, San Diego State, the five seed, against top seed Alabama. Alabama is an eight point favorite. I have, I do want to see Alabama in person. I have no desire to see San Diego State. Fifteen seed Princeton and six seed Creighton. Yikes! Creighton's a ten-point favorite in that game. Uh, I saw a stat that's hard to explain, but the last seven times that a non—that a lower than eight seed, eight or lower seed—has faced a non-top three seed, follow me here. In the uh, Sweet 16, the lower seed has won six of the seven and covered in all seven. We got three of those situations here this weekend. ninth seeded Florida Atlantic against four-seeded Tennessee, eight-seed Arkansas against four-seed Connecticut, and fifteen-seed Princeton against six-seed Creighton. The numbers, the history, the trends says take the points here, and I probably will. All right, we'll come back. Break down Indiana's loss to Miami. Talk a little baseball with you, and who's going to win the NBA MVP? Things have certainly changed in the last week. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Final segment on this Monday. I don't know what to do the next three days. There's no basketball. There's no college basketball. Uh, and I don't count the NIT. There is college basketball, but it's the NIT. Eminem Cartage hotline's open. 384 1450, 502 384 1450. Last chance to get your phone call into the show. Also, last chance on the text machine. Sponsored by Thornton's. 502 414 1450. Get your text in It's that number. College basketball tonight. I was wrong. NCAA women's tournament continues tonight, and it got interesting for Louisville here. They beat Drake in a uh, wonderful fourth quarter the other night. Uh, Haley Van Lith was great. Mikasa Robinson was really good the whole game. In fact, very good. Uh, Questionable foul decision late in the game. But Mikasa played great, as she has for her entire career at Louisville. Got some big buckets from uh, the inside players as well. Cochran with a big uh, big bucket. Liz Dixon had a big shot late. But Cards will now play tonight on ESPN, the Mothership, 7 o'clock. Fifth seed Louisville, four seed Texas in Austin. Louisville beat Texas in the Bahamas in November. But they weren't playing at Texas. And uh, this should be... Hopefully a good game. If it's not a good game, then Texas wins easily. Right? If it's a good game, then the Cards have a shot. If it's close. Cards are not going to blow out Texas. Um, But here's the interesting part. Stanford, the number one seed in that region, in the uh, Seattle Seattle 3 region. I'm sorry. Let me get this right. Seattle 4 region, which I don't know what that means. But Stanford, the number one seed, lost to Ole Miss yesterday. Who's the eight seed, so the winner of this Louisville Texas game will get eight seed Ole Miss in the Sweet Sixteen. So big game for the Cards tonight, Coach Jeff Walls. That was a great win over Drake, a Drake team that boy they kept finding ways to keep it close, but uh, the Cards prevail. Indiana women, by the way, number one seed in the uh, Greenville two region. They will play the Miami Hurricanes ironically tonight after Miami eliminated the Indiana men yesterday. The Indiana women have a chance for a little payback here against the Miami women. 8 o'clock ESPN 2 for that one. So uh, some good women's college basketball on tonight. Uh, Tennessee is in action. Ohio State plays North Carolina. Uh, Duke, the three seed in the Seattle Four region, is in action as well. So there's some uh, really good games there. I don't know who's going to win the NBA MVP. For the last couple months, we thought it was going to be a three-peat for Nikola Jokic of the Denver Nuggets, but Joel Embiid now has emerged as the favorite all of a sudden. Part of this can be traced to the Kendrick Perkins comments on ESPN about a week ago where he wondered about the uh how many white voters vote for the mvp since jokic has won 2 in a row hey okay and 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 he was you know called out for it uh on the show on the first things first or whatever it's called that's no, not first things first first take by uh the former duke sharpshooter whose name escapes me now does a really good job but ESPN eventually apologized for his comments, basically slapped him on the wrist. Uh, they did a survey to see how many of the voters were actually were white, and it's not as many as you would think, or as uh, at least as Kendrick Perkins thought. But that's part of the impetus for this. All of a sudden, Joel Embiid rise to, well, maybe he should win the MVP. And the numbers are there to back it up. Now, the problem with Joel Embiid was every time he was scoring and getting all these rebounds, they were losing. Now they're winning. They're number two in the East now, and they have a shot. With 10 games left, they could theoretically catch Milwaukee for the number one seed in the East. So he's probably going to win the MVP. I think this comes down to Jokic and Embiid. Denver and Philly have one more game against each other. They had one game earlier in the year. Embiid outplayed Jokic in that game. If he does it again, he's going to win the MVP. He might win it anyway. But this really, and this this rarely happens, this could come down to one game. This is a regular season award. has nothing to do with the playoffs. Jokic has won it two years in a row. Denver has flamed out in the playoffs. Now, last year, Jamal Murray got hurt. That was part of the reason they flamed out. But they flamed out in the playoffs. Philadelphia hasn't done anything in the playoffs either. So this could come down to one game, Philadelphia and Denver, whoever, who, who outplays whom in that game. And which This is crazy. It's an 82-game season. This could come down to one game, who outplays whom. Because if Embiid gets the best of Joker again, that's it. Game over. But what if Joker gets a triple-double, you know, 30 points, 15 rebounds, 12 assists, and Embiid doesn't play well? Does the narrative change again? One game. I think it's possible. In fact, I think it's likely that it would change again. All right, Louisville, by the way, got some uh, good news this week. Kamari Lands, Devin Ree, Fabio Basilli, Roosevelt Wheeler, all in the transfer portal. That's not the good news. The good news is Kenny Payne got Sky Clark, former four-star recruit uh, from Illinois, to come, and he got a five-star Trenton Flowers from North Carolina who's going to reclassify. From 2024 to 2023, and be on campus soon, um, and play for the Cards next year. Now, this is what he has to do if if uh, Kenny Payne wants to be the Louisville coach very much longer. You got to get in the portal at this point. You got now. You got to get a point guard. I still haven't seen a point guard. If is L. Ellis going to stay, I think he will. I think he will. His other option is to go play overseas and. Look, the, the fact of the matter is you can make as much money in college now as you can going and playing professionally outside of the NBA. So I think L. Ellis will come back, but you've got to get him a point guard. His number one thing should be, i got to get a point guard. We are going to go into that portal. We are going to find the best point guard available, and we are going to get him come hell or high water. That's it you got to do it. Texas says, I heard you say baseball. WBC has been pretty exciting. Great crowds in the NL East. Oh, great crowds. NL East will be tough the way the Mets and Phils have beefed up their lineups. Boy, that's the case, especially the Phillies. Hated to see Altuve go down. I uh, like what Smoltz said about guys getting hurt in spring training, too. All right, here's the deal. This is a tournament, the World Baseball Classic. It happens every four years. And it's great. It's fantastic. Uh, the United States beat Cuba yesterday 14-2 to advance to the championship game. The USA lineup is it's loaded. Adam Wainwright was the starting pitcher yesterday. He's like 45 years old. But I mentioned this earlier. Mookie Betts, your leadoff hitter, he's playing right field. Mike Trout's your number two hitter. He's playing center field. Trey Turner's a shortstop. Goldschmidt, Arenado, the Cardinals are first and third. Uh, they've got Tim Anderson, the White Sox, who's never played second base in his life. He's a shortstop by trade playing second base. Kyle Schwarber's playing left field. Former Louisville Cardinal Will Smith, current Dodger, is one of the catchers. It's a, it's a loaded roster, but guess what? The Dominican Republic had a loaded roster. They got upset. They got upset by Mexico. Cuba was not supposed to be in the semifinals. They were. The U.S. knocked them off last night. Mexico and Japan tonight. The fear is, and it always has been this way, what if my guy gets hurt? And here's what's happened at this baseball classic. Edwin Diaz, Mets closer. You remember Tommy Trumpet and that whole Mania last year in uh, in New York, whenever Edwin Diaz would come into a game. He was great. Great closer. He got hurt in the celebration. He got hurt in the celebration earlier in the week. If you missed this, his team won, and they're celebrating. They're jumping up and down, and all of a sudden, the celebration stops. People are looking around, and Diaz is sitting on the ground in pain. They had to get a wheelchair out there and wheel him off. He's probably done for the year. Torn patellar tendon. Probably out for the year for the Mets, who are going to contend, and he was the closer. In fact, one of the best closers in the game. Now he's out for the year. Now, John Smoltz did bring up a good point. These injuries, whether it's hit by pitch or, you know, you're running and you pull a hamstring, whatever it is, they can happen in spring training. They can. Coaches tell me this all the time. Guy's playing uh, in summer leagues, okay, and he gets hurt. Coach will tell you, oh, he shouldn't have been playing. But the reality is he could have got hurt practicing for you. He could. Have, anybody can turn an ankle, come down wrong in practice just as easily as they can during a game. And these guys are going to be in the gym, and they're going to be playing regardless of whether they're playing for you or playing for somebody else. These baseball guys, are going to be playing in spring training. They can get hurt. Jose Altuve, Venezuela, takes a fastball off his thumb. His thumb is broken. He is having surgery. If he hasn't already had it, he's having it early this week. He is going to be out for an extended period of time. Leadoff hitter, second baseman, Houston Astros, one of the main cogs in this all-star lineup that they have. And, of course, Houston, management, Dusty Baker, they're upset. They're upset. He got hit by a fastball. Inside heater, right off the thumb. It could happen in spring training. You you can't sit here and tell me guys don't get hit by pitches in spring training. They do. It's bad luck. Now, the, the Diaz injury and the celebration, you could make an argument that now, he, he wouldn't have done that in spring training. He's certainly not jumping up and down on the mound after a spring training save. But this World Baseball Classic has been great to watch. These guys love playing for their countries. It's, it's not one of those tournaments where the U.S. is the favorite. The U.S. won it four years ago. I watched every game that year. Uh, I remember Christian Yelich was awesome. Marcus Stroman, who pitched for Canada this year, was the U.S. pitcher that year in the championship game, and it was great, and they're going to have a chance to win it again this year. They'll play tomorrow night, winner of Mexico and Japan. Japan's one of the favorites. They're loaded. They got a pitcher who is unbelievable that will be pitching in the major leagues very soon, very young, 20 years old. Uh, He might have to pitch tonight against Mexico, so maybe the U.S. doesn't see him. But these guys are playing for their country. You can tell they're having fun. Trout, Betts, Trey Turner, uh, Goldschmidt, Wainwright, these are guys that don't need to play in this thing. It's like the NBA players who go to the Olympics. They go because they want to represent their country. And it is great to watch. And the reason they only have it every four years is because these Major League Baseball general managers don't want their guys getting hurt. We'll let you play every four years. You're not playing in this thing every year. This thing could be great every year. But general managers don't want their guys playing. Texter tells me, and I can't confirm this, that Withers announced he's transferring today. Jalen Withers a Louisville, so I'll have to look that up and talk about it more tomorrow, but that's five. Look, when you're 4-28 and and you're a fan base, do you really want anybody back? Would you not just as soon scrap the whole thing and bring a whole new roster in there? You won four games. I do hope LLS stays. More about the NCAA tournament tomorrow. I'll try to figure out who's going to win. New bracket. Thanks for listening, Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X.